This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There we are. There's Doug. It's like, it's like those uh, televisions <laughs> where it goes to the black and shh, that's what it's like. Let's start over again. Yeah, let's start over again. Do we have the music there? Doug, there. do you have the music? Yes, it's on. All right. Oh, yeah, I guess it would be if it's... <laughs> Duh. Well, anyway, welcome to our show. It's a program about eating, about restaurants, about cooking, wine, all of all the things that we enjoy doing in New Orleans all the time, every day. And uh, what we do is we sit down and we discuss that. And usually I, I put a little bit of thinness or a little bit of thickness in sometimes uh, other occasions. And, uh, and we... Uh, cover a, a pretty wide variety of uh, all the cooking around town, wouldn't you agree? Well, we do a wide variety of a lot of things, and uh, and I was looking at these magazines. I started to say, you've got these magazines that you've been going through mm-hmm. that you're cleaning out your office, and these are old New Orleans magazines. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's you look at the ads and the restaurants that have gone that didn't make it to your extinct restaurant book, which were still quite good. Uh, I was having fun looking at some of the ads. I'm going to ask you about some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I I didn't know what I would find when I started poking around in there. Yeah. Uh, but one of the reasons I was poking, poking around or poking, uh, around. poking around is that uh, I was the editor of the New Orleans Magazine for three years back in the 70s. Yeah. And it's and it's something that's very close to my heart. And what? Yeah. And uh, the guy who owned it let me do just whatever I wanted for three years, and it was uh, it was just terrific. A wonderful thing. It turned yeah. out that I was nowhere near as uh, good at that as the guy who I replaced and the guy he who replaced me. So, uh, but it left behind a lot of unusual. Uh, copies of this uh, broad, ooh, not a broadcast, a uh, magazine, and uh, I to this day I, I really like reading it and thinking how this guy saw something that uh, oh, we're lo- running a little. I don't have to hold low. your mic too, do I? No, you don't. You hold okay. it yourself. I, there okay. you go. Okay. Anyway, we were Get uh, closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. How you? Uh, we were uh, we were rolling right along on that, and then uh, we moved on. And then I started doing radio, and that was that. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> Bull's Corner. The Bull's Corner. What like bring that to? Well, I was just looking. That's the one. That's one of the the ads mm-hmm. that I saw, that I fondly remember. That restaurant. I remember going to the Bull. The Bull's Corner was still there, when I had Jude, because I remember going there. It was right behind Baptist Hospital, and I remember going there. Uh, after a, a baby visit or something like that. How long after that? Now that was 1989. So how long after that? They, I don't think they made it. Do they make? Do they make it to Katrina? No. What in New Orleans? The magazine? Bulls Corner. Oh, the Bulls Corner. Uh, I don't know. It was confusing because there were three different people, all of whom were owners at one place or another. There was one in. There Bucktown. was more than one location of Bulls Corner. Three that I know really? of, and maybe four. Okay. Uh, there was the the original one was near uh, 
uh, what used to be called the Baptist yeah, Hospital. Yeah, Baptist Hospital, right. And that's where Jude was which born. Was kind of, which was kind of a smallish place, I thought. Uh, well, it, it seemed Is that, that where way it now. started? There was a lot of doctors, I guess, who that, ate there. That's exactly the logic, okay. and that's exactly what happened. Okay. So, uh, you know, the people working in the hospital, after a while, they stopped eating... Uh, Oh, salad bar. Salad bar. And I loved their salad or, bar. Or thinking, thinking about things like, uh, oh, what's the, you know, the um, stuff like club uh, sandwiches and things like that. Who so, could ever stop thinking about a club sandwich? Mm, well, they, I, I'm still wondering <laughs> who in the heck. Is I love club sandwiches. Anyway, club. so what other locations did they have? Well, you're not, by the way. Uh, so uh, they also had one. Uh, that had expanded a bit from the hospital because they were all of a sudden getting a lot of young people coming in uh, instead of it just being, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. They they really knew their stuff. Well, I think I think at, that was probably the height of the salad bar. They had a really, really exceptional salad bar. And I liked going to get their salad bar. Yeah. You know, it was well. The whole the place was very well liked just across the bend. You know, what what, what kind of stuff they have besides a salad bar? Because well, I, they they had the hamburgers obviously, and then they had a few other. Was, were they kind of famous for their hamburgers? They were. They, they were. were indeed. Uh-huh. And they were and, good. And they would uh, they would hear uh, a lot from their customers that said that it was uh, a copy of. Bud's broiler, which it wasn't really. The o- the only thing in the, that the uh, uh, Bulls Corner, Bolts, uh, yeah, the Bulls, uh, Bud's broiler, Bud's broiler, and uh, and Bulls the Corner. hospital. It, the the only connection really was that if you went to uh, they both started with a B. Well, it it had to, <laughs> or else you know they said, well, what what do I want? They said, well, I don't know. Uh, how about a number two? Oh, please right. don't. Please anyway, they, it's like the last thing they, I can hear. They right did now. that and. Um, and they they did a huge business uh, with that. Then uh, another location opened up in uh, uh, on the lakefront in Bucktown, and uh, it was a where was that? Old, uh, it was right across the street from uh, from the, the frontage on the, uh, and it, it, they called it just came right out and told us what its name was. Bulls Corner. The Bull, Bulls Corner, yeah. And then they. Uh, well, one like in um, yes, uh, there was one there. or something. That's exactly where LaPlace. it was, but it uh, okay. it closed up. Uh, I forget how long. But all three of the people who owned those three that we just mentioned, uh-huh. they were not doing business together. They were they Separately. each had their own. I see. Uh-huh. And, That's and, probably a good thing. But it was the guy from the hospital that had the uh, had the the one that went to the. Well, to the hospital, and there was there was one other interesting thing about him, and that was uh, that he wasn't particularly in the uh, in the medis- medical frame or anything like that. But uh, he um, he just knew a good location when he saw one. He did indeed. <laughs> okay, yeah. so so the other locations of the Bulls Corner. Anybody mm-hmm. remember Bulls Corner two six zero six three six eight? If you do. Um, the other two locations of the Bulls Corner closed before that one, right? The original mm-hmm. is was the last one standing, wasn't it? If my memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Uh, well, except for the one in in Hammond, in uh, in Laplace. Laplace, they lasted a long, oh, long wait. time. Oh wait, is that is that where 
the where Petra went in? Petra, yeah. Is that where they went in? That's why they. I don't know what the logic was behind it exactly, but uh, they uh, just cut a deal with the people. Who okay, were in. so that's that was the the location mm-hmm. of Petra because I remember I think going as Bull's Corner, and then and then as Petra after that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I wonder what's is is he he's still there now, isn't he? I don't know. I used TJ to run. Jay is I, still there. Right. Yeah. I used to run into him all the time and shoot the breeze and everything. I think but he's I, still there. He I might he be. Is. I, I so have, in that very same location. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I don't know. I uh, I'm I'm a salad bar kind of person. Yeah. And um. Salad bar person. Yes, salad bar kind of person. And mm-hmm. I remember when salad bars were the rage in the 70s and probably early 80s. And if my memory serves me correctly on the Bull's Corner, it was waning at that point when I went in there when I was pregnant with Jude. Mm. So that would have been 1989. And if my memory does not serve me correctly, someone call 260-6368. I don't think it lasted at, well, 1989, I mean, Katrina Katrina was 14 years ago, so that's almost half the time. If it was still there for Katrina, then it lasted 15 years beyond what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I remember liking it. I remember thinking it was an interesting kind of atmosphere. It didn't offend me, as some do, and it didn't thrill me, as others do. It was just kind of... It, it didn't make a strong statement, but it had kind of a little vibe of its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm picturing it right now, actually. Uh, I have a strong recollection of it. Anyway, Bull's Corner, if anybody has any memories of yeah, Bull's Corner, yeah. we're going to be bringing out a whole bunch of these blasts from the past because those uh, those yellow-tinged pages of those magazines uh, are loaded with interesting things in you know in the food world. Mm-hmm. I mean... Places that have come and gone, and uh, and a long time ago. I saw Willie G's in there. What was that? Willie G's, uh, the lady. No, Willie no. G's was a restaurant. Oh, Willie G's. The West Will, End. Uh, th- this we're going back pretty far now. Well, you're, I don't know in, how old this magazine that's, that's edition was. I mean, um, well, eighties is is well, that's forty years ago. Yeah. So the the edition here is February of seventy eight. Yeah, I, it was part of the the that run of uh, was it the west end it was in the west end park it was in the park in the park the west end park yeah i don't remember so, that one well let's see you had seymour's i don't remember that one either seaboards see i was talking about west end with yeah, my that, brother last that, night that is uh, where it was uh, anyway seymour's uh was interesting in that they were the only place out in uh, West End Park. That was in Metairie. That well, it was in Metairie, but it was. It also. Uh, what was funny about it was that they had uh, a parking lot, which you might remember in West End Park there was not a lot of parking, and you had to pay for it. You know what? That started the demise of the West End I, absolutely. Park. Absolutely. Before Katrina, that parking situation with the stupid ticket that you had to get. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of the end for West End before Katrina blew it away. Because mm-hmm. I found that incredibly annoying. Well, it was pretty bad. Uh, but uh, anyway, during what I consider to be the prike, uh, prike, the perfect uh, time 
the peak. or mm-hmm. the peak uh, of West End Park was you had, well, Seymour's, you had, uh, there was one other one that was in, also involved in selling fresh seafood and, and boiled seafood right there, but I can't remember. There was Swan, Swanson's. Swanson's. There was, was Swanson's. Uh, Brunings. Brunings was the oldest one. Wait, what? Uh, Fitzgerald. Are you, uh, we were just do, uh, do we have a caller, Doug? It's Doug, I think. Okay. Uh, you're just throwing, you're throwing out names. Okay. So yeah, and then you had Fitzgeralds. Yeah. Bounty. The Bounty. Maggie and Smitty's with all their cats. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Maggie and Smitty's um, cabinet. Cabinet. Uh, what else? Backing up just a little bit more, uh, they were, uh, they were doing all of the the seafood that you could imagine. And uh, there was one interesting story, and that is in Seymour's. I don't remember that one. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Swanson's that did this. But uh, Seymour's was there, and it did indeed have the parking lot. But uh, here's the story about uh, uh, the one you were just mentioning. Maggie and Smitty's? No, no. uh, Swanson's? Swanson's. Swanson's was divided into two areas. One of the, the division between the two sides were... The, the side that had allowed uh, uh, um, loud as in no. I'm talking loud or no. allowed as in no, I am no. allowing you to no, do no, this. No, 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 it was not. It wasn't that. It was uh, uh, the no, Swanson's was Swanson's was in two parishes. Gambling. Yeah, it was, it was, was oh, that's what Doug And there was saying. a okay. line right down the middle oh, of really? the place. <laughs> and on this side, you could that's bet. That's ridiculous. And on this side, you couldn't bet. Oh, my bet. goodness. That's so, silly. <laughs> uh, which, which side had more people? Uh, they were both <laughs> pretty was, good. That was before um, the gambling, the stupid little gambling yeah, was, closets that you see in restaurants, we, even good restaurants. Really. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, they, they, it was more funny than anything. Uh-huh. Uh, but then they wound up, uh, there were a couple of other places in the corner. Uh, there were 10 at its best. Was really? That had 10 in, in restaurants? West, in West End Park, they had 10 restaurants. Well, they must have been fronting the uh, the north. They must have fronted the north because I'm picturing it now. And I, I remember Fitzgerald's on the right. Mm-hmm. Next to it was the Bounty. Yeah. And then Maggie and that, that, that evolved into uh, oh, what's their name? Uh, a little place right across the highway from door next. Um, yeah, somebody, uh, somebody from the Bounty Fury, Furies, Furies, Bounties, Furies. Oh, the Bounty and Furies were the same people. Same people. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, go look at this. Greg. We have we have uh, we have Greg here. Greg, welcome to the food show. You have called early. And often, hey, how are you guys no, doing today? Uh, step yeah. into our time machine, Greg. Come on I'm in. I'm going to step in, but I'm not going to go back. I want to ask you two both. This probably closed maybe nine or ten years ago on South Carrollton uh, Saltwater yeah. Grill. Do you recall that? Yeah. I do remember uh-huh. Saltwater Grill. But... Saltwater Grill? Uh, I didn't care for it. Did you? It was, I don't know. That, that South Carrollton, the Riverbend area, I thought it was just, you know, I didn't really like it a lot, but I thought it was just a... Uh, you know, it's semi decent place. Somebody we know. There was some. I, I'm I'm trying to think of who it was that we know that had Saltwater Grill. It didn't last very long. I, I remember no. it, but I, it's it's kind of a fuzzy uh, remembrance. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. And then also, what happened to uh, this one closed maybe back in 2007? Uh, Cafe Rainy on Magazine Street. 
Cafe Rainy on Magazine. Well, they're still yeah. around, you yeah, know. They're, they're still around, yeah. That, that just, that's the one location that closed. Uh, Coffee Rainy is over on the North Shore yeah, primarily, yeah. and the person who uh, it was named after is the daughter of one of the three taste buds who did Zia and Semolina. Mm-hmm. And oh, uh, I didn't know. Okay. the wife so it was, actually it was Darling. Uh, yeah, Gary Darling's Gary daughter. Gary Darling's daughter. Yeah. Rainy. And, and, and uh, for some reason, mm-hmm. I have a remembrance mm-hmm. that she uh, her her birthday was on the 16th, but I can't remember what. What month? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember her name. What do you mean? But anyway, there's a thriving location on Lee Lane in Covington of Coffee oh, Rainy, okay. and they, also they really do, one yeah. on um, right next to what used to be. The um, Kmart in Mandeville, mm-hmm. and those oh. are what this is. If you wanted to know, you know, the, you know, soccer moms. I have a saying: the Mandeville mom. This is the hangout uh. of the Mandeville moms. Okay, the, they uh. all go wearing tennis attire, and and have a salad for lunch. And and Coffee Rainy has been thriving over here for over 30 years. I don't know how old Rainy is now, but Gary's wife, Angel, is the owner of that. And then they spread over to the South Shore for a period of time. I don't know if they have any locations over there anymore, but but that's French Truck now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, it French is, yeah. Truck, which is spreading everywhere. Yeah. Well, we, oh, it's funny you oh, should yeah. bring that up is it because we, we heard from them this morning. Yes. You yes. know about it? Yes. I, oh, I called them back. Oh. Anyway, yes, uh, so Coffee Rainy, if you are missing their salads, you just have to drive across the lake to get it. And last one I'm going to leave you with, I think this was on Royal or maybe Bourbon, it was uh, Baco, B-A-C-C-O. Yes, Baco that's Ralph was, Brennan. Yeah, Baco yeah. was uh, a pretty good place. It was the second restaurant to open up after Hurricane Katrina. I mean, really open up and get things in operation again. Mary Lee yeah. loved their Baco Chocolato. Yeah, yeah, that was good. She loved that. <laughs> no, seriously, chocolate. there was a dessert called the Baco Chocolato, and it was, and this it was fluffy, good. very, very, almost like a cloud. It was yeah. so light. Yeah, and chocolate—that's the well, important thing. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that, though, with the Brennan name? Though you feel just the concept—they didn't. Why do you think it didn't work out? I mean, because oh, it was, I thought it was delicious. Uh, I don't know. That was a Ralph Brennan restaurant, and Ralph Brennan. Uh, his he's together with his other uh, the other members in the family uh, they get along real well as far as I know they don't fight or anything like that but Ralph's yeah. restaurants are Ralph's restaurants and he doesn't particularly farm it out the, to other uh, people who are doing it nor do they him so I think he just closes restaurants when he feels it's appropriate and time and opens other ones accordingly I don't know why Baco closed. Uh, I don't know why Italian Cafe food. B closed. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. sad about Cafe B. I I know oh, that I the know. I know the landlord was you know okay, but there are a lot of landlords out there. Cafe B was wonderful. Mm-hmm. So and it was you know. doing well. Cafe B was, to my knowledge, was thriving. Right? I think they I thought they did a great yeah. business. Yeah. I will tell you this: I want to cry when I go in that neighborhood now and see that the ruby slipper has replaced cafe b those two restaurants yeah. are worlds apart 
And there was one they thing are. that they did at Baco that was really something to worth look at, that was worth looking for, and that was the white truffles that they did once. They had a, a lot year. of good stuff at that restaurant. Yeah, and you wouldn't yeah. have thought that that would be yeah. in in that restaurant. But now in that space, it's not Ralph though. I think it might be tea even his um, daughter sobu sobu, oh, sobu is there sobu uh yeah came after they cl- no, well sobu is the, the space, space that baco was it's the same but exact I, I think space. it might be tea i'm not sure but anyway she was involved with it and i think yeah. she still is yeah pretty yeah, sure it's not is. ralph for sure yeah. anymore yeah anyway a little trip down <laughs> memory lane yeah great show guys as always thank you very thanks. much thanks Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to talk to us, two six zero six three six eight. You are listening to WWLFM. Our program. Point three. If, if I may say so, our now. program is sponsored by New. Oh, uh, you can go ahead. New Orleans. We have to break after that, but New Orleans hamburger and seafood. And when you start with uh, that, you have two very good things. You walk in, uh, New Orleans uh, seafood. You know where that comes from. We have all the all of the seafood around here that we have ever been able to love, and we go ahead and live twice as much as that anyway. Anyway, we love all of that, and uh, it's um, part fried, crispy, uh, part greaseless, of the greaseless, and all of those things. But uh, my favorite is that they're very consistent in the, their products. It comes out looking the same, same size, crunchy as you mentioned, and it just keeps on going. And, uh, and it's spice delicious. And it is spice delicious. And you. Well, it's you, not unless you ask for it. You yeah. have to ask okay. for it. Well, it's New Orleans Ham, Hamburger and Seafood Company. Char uh, Grilled Oysters. There are ten locations around town, and uh, they all are up there in the in the high ranks of taking good care of you and everybody else. We will stop. We will New listen Orleans to Hamburger and Seafood. We do, and and more of the food show after. First, please this. Hi there, welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. The idea of it is pretty obvious. We talk about food. We talk about what you eat. We talk about what you don't eat. We talk about hamburgers. We talk about juicy things, cocktails, wines, the entire range of it. That's on our looking glass. And if you'd like to join us with this, we'd love to have you. Just have a conversation. Ron the Gourmet Waiter is here. Ron the Gourmet Waiter is here. Well, we better check with that. Hi, Ron. Good afternoon. How are you all doing? Uh, pretty good on my side. Uh, she looks like she's as good as ever. So <laughs> awesome. She, Glad to hear it. Step into our time Great show warp. as always. Thank you. Will do. Um, speaking of blasts from the past, okay. I'm going I'm to name two that I would really like to see come back, but I know that they can't. Uh, the first one is Yuglovich's. <laughs> Down there by Lee Circle. <laughs> yes, yes. That is the weirdest place, though. I mean, this is a place where people would fly in, you know, celebrities on their private jets and uh, into that neighborhood. It was peculiar. It yeah, was a fee, they um, really they knew what to do with seafood. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the second one, which I really miss because this was a great guy was Cafe Nino on Carrollton Avenue. Yeah, he I know you he love really that was. place. Uh, all right, let's let's demonstrate to people just how much you like the place. You were there on a on a uh, on a uh, Friday. Let's call it a Friday. What is the special for today? 
Typically, it's seafood. Yeah, but yes, no, you, mussels. You never had when mussels had over them, there. Yes, I have. <laughs> they were fantastic. When he had they're, them, they're they were great. great. Now I'm going to segue into a conversation right. that you all had last week. Okay. All right. And Go. I have a very popular view. However, it's not known to a lot of the restaurant community because the servers are afraid to speak up about it because they fear retribution. They fear that they will lose their job. One of the reasons why Nino's was so great was I knew that I could go in Cafe Nino, get a meal, and come out in about 10 or 15 minutes. Or I could hang out for a while, and it was just because it was so simple. It was just (laughs) cafeteria-style counter service Mm -hmm. by Nino, and that's what made it so special was you got to know the owner. Yeah, you did, and he got to know you, too. Yeah, what you all were talking about last week was the issue of not being able to find enough servers. Do you remember that? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that that's a national problem. I know it's a local problem because I have oodles of friends that are servers. Mm -hmm. And there's one issue, and it's a little controversial. Some people are okay with hearing it, and some people won't. I'll tell you what it is, okay, but it's mm-hmm. a little controversial. I'll tell you exactly what the problem right. is. You're not going to offend okay. anybody, are you? Sounds like no, you might. Go not. ahead. Yeah. What, it, what it is is it's the practice of tip-out, and I'm going I'm to give you a uh, an example real quick. Okay? The practice of what? Of tipping out. So in oh, other tipping words, out. Tipping sharing out. the tips. Okay. <laughs> My opinion in several restaurants that I worked at was that they were taking a – large amount of my tips and then making me give that money to other people in the restaurant when in reality my opinion is the owner that's the owner's employee it's not my employee i should Mm -hmm. be able to keep my tips and do a Mm -hmm. voluntary tip out if i thought that you did a good job Mm -hmm. however i've been a server at several restaurants where they took over 30 percent of my tips on a regular basis and then what I'm left with, I have to pay tax on that. Well, now, I uh, have to pay tax on my tip out as well. Yeah, I was about to say. Interesting. This, this you is, do. This, huh. First of all, it's illegal as far as I know to do that. What, the tip out? What What you just described. Huh. I, I'm, I'm not absolutely 100%. But it's very 100%. common, isn't it? Uh, it's very common. But a lot of funny things that you don't <laughs> like are badly common. I mean, uh, terribly common. Oh, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Is that the norm, yeah, as, the tip out? Ron, is, is and, that... and yes, yes, it, it is. is. And, okay. and, and my view is simple. Those are not my employees. They don't call me when they're sick. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hire them. I can't fire uh-huh. them. I can't uh-huh. discipline them. It's just not my employee. Yet, yeah. in, in many restaurants where I worked out as a server, if I make hundred and twenty dollars, okay, I'm forced to give out over thirty percent of that some nights. Uh huh. To people, to people that I have no control over, and sometimes they didn't do their job. Right, yeah. I had, to tip, right. I had to tip out in one restaurant to a porter whose job was, was to empty the trash cans, to bust tables a little bit, and just make sure that the outside area was clean. You realize that I was forced to give the tip out to the restaurant, even though the porter didn't show up that night, and I did the work. <gasps> yeah, and did you, did you say anything about this? Did you raise hell about it? You um, should have. I I did. As a matter of fact, that was my last shift at that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, the issue, the issue is economics. It, it, it's money. 
okay? Uh-huh. If, if the owners would realize that those aren't my employees and that you should pay them more and stop taking my money, then yeah. what you're going to yeah. find is you're going to find that there are more people interested in going into service because I'll tell you what, service ain't easy. No, it isn't. And any any time I've walked into a kitchen to get food, and I've had kitchen people tell me that they deserve my money, I I say, well, come on out here. You take the next table. I'll do line. You come Uh out, and you take the next three tables. And they say, no way. And I say, well, you see? (laughs) Wait, you have to tip the kitchen, too? Are you tipping the kitchen? No, but a lot of times when you go in there, they get mad at you no because way. you don't give them cash at the end of the shift. And I, again, oh it's, it's like, you know, if, if this job's so easy, you come out here and do it. Now, I'm a magician. You know, I can make things happen. I've got, I've got high skill levels hmm. on, on things, but everybody's taking my money. And then at the end of the night, I realized that the busboy, after the tip out, almost made as much as I did. Oh, and when wow. I come up to a table sometimes, okay, and I give great service. If they're tourists and they know that they're not going to be back, Sometimes they don't tip much. They just keep the money because they know nobody's going to remember me. I'm not coming back wow. here. I'm in Europe. If I can, uh, if I can <laughs> so burst a, in here. It's a big issue. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, some years Take ago. Take a breath, Ron. Uh, there was a, a woman who uh, owned a restaurant here. Uh, it had been uh, she and her husband ran it together. Uh, but uh, he didn't know particularly what he was doing, and she really didn't. And... Uh, they came in and they decided that it's unfair to for the tips to go only to the waiters and that the the uh, that the the dushes the dushes dishwashers. The, the dishwashers mm-hmm. where does that come uh, the uh, the dishwashers uh, and the cooks should all get tips oh in the same gosh. amount and uh, <laughs> and it didn't last long because they put it in there and he, they made a big fuss on it and said that well this is what we're doing to make everything better for the for the customers and to give them better food at a better price and then the state government came in and said oh no you don't and they didn't they they had an easy jump to make that go away it went away they were taxed enormously mm. and so uh, yeah that was the end the end of that and. Uh, I don't expect we're going to see a whole, whole lot of that anymore. Well, well the new, the new law, which was changed about eight months ago, maybe nine months ago, is that if you own the restaurant and I'm the server, you can actually take all of my tips with no explanation what? every shift. Yeah. Yes, what? as long as, I, as long as long as I end up with minimum wage. Okay, so I'm starting oh, off at well. 2.13 an hour plus tips in most restaurants. Now, as the owners of the restaurant, Tom and Mary Ann can take every penny I've made she does. Tips. What are you kidding? And, and keep and <laughs> joke, keep it. And joke, keep it, okay? joke. It's but a as, joke. Okay. No, it's not. It's not a joke. Wait. So you all no, were getting thirteen dollars anyway. an hour plus tips? No, two dollars and thirteen cents an oh, hour. Oh, because I was about tips. to say because I I thought and you guys were law, paid almost nothing. Yeah. It's two thirteen yeah. an hour yeah. plus tips, but the new law says that you can take all of my tips, all of it, and oh, you don't even have heard... to tell anybody what you're doing with it as long as yeah. at the end of the week I end up at minimum wage. Oh, well. That's the well, new this, federal law. Uh, it's amazing. We don't do this politics stuff very much on our show. And, I got gotcha. uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, back away from Go have this a drink, Ron. Because there are other anyway, places that's, you that, could... that's, that, that's, that's why we have a shortage of servers. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. that is true, yeah. All right, it's The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, cooking, wine, and also here, Mary Ann, who, who uh, has a great time. And uh, you are—you have big entertainment. You're making a lot of assumptions, aren't you? 
Huh? No, go ahead. What? Uh, we, yes, we are. We uh, we have some uh, good um, uh, musical stuff. You're, you're two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. You're listening yeah. to WWLFM one hundred five point three HD two. It's good for me, and they usually are. And uh, this is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We love to talk with people, and uh, that includes in in the restaurant business, people who love to eat. I like who to love talk to, to my doggy too. Oh, your doggy? He likes to eat. I, well, yeah, the dog <laughs> I, I, a little bit too much, and really comes at you right now. But anyway, uh, our program though uh, on another direction. Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. Uh, item number one. Turtle soup. Unless you really don't like turtle soup, you'll really love this. It's dark in color, but it's not funny. It doesn't have a, a strange flavor or anything like that that you don't uh, get behind. Although how anybody could eat turtle soup and not love it is a mystery to me. But they have many other things that you can have uh, with that. Uh, turtle soup and then onward to seafood specials in general. And I'm going to make a short uh uh, edition of this because so many of them are so good that we don't have time to get them all in. But the uh, uh, Porter and Luke, they start off uh, with fried chicken. It's the first item on their menu, and they do that on purpose because it's one of the things that they want people to come and try because it really is good. It's crisp around the edges. It's golden brown. It's uh, it got just the right spice level that, for me anyway. But that's not the end of it. That's just uh, the beginning of it, in fact. There are lots of seafood specials, and what I like most about those is that almost every time I go, I find a couple of specials, uh, uh, you know, and uh, being that you combined like. Like the uh, drum. That, that I really love. The, the drum you mentioned, also the uh, sheep's head is one that I like a lot. And uh, they, they're not afraid of putting that on the menu. So if you love good seafood, this is a wonderful place for you to find it and try it out and, and have some new flavors and some new things. And then one more item, which really begins at the beginning of their menu, is ham shank. Have you ever eaten a ham shank? It's about this long. It's a huge hunk of ham that you would make a sandwich out of. But uh, they turn this into a, a it's little of the red side beans. dish. It's the for, red beans. And they serve it it's with the, the red, red beans. beans. It's and, the meat with and, the red beans. And if you've never had <laughs> that in your life, a bowl of red beans and rice with that uh, with that really great uh, beautiful ham shank. Ham shanks because it's a little smoky to it. There is a quality of of, of sweetness that also comes from in there. Anyway, it's great. It's on available all the time now. It used to be just once, one or two days a week. The whole thing is at Porter and Luke. They are at 1517 uh, Metairie Road, Road in Metairie, and uh, they are now open seven days a week, and they have Sunday brunch every week. Porter and Luke. Porter and Luke. That's them. So... Ron's rant. Ron's rant. Yes. Has stopped Who? my train of thought, but I want to get back to a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Who's Ron? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, him. Yeah. Uh, the guy that just talked about tips, which is a very good point, but, yeah. uh, but, but, um, you know, that clearly he's passionate about, and I, I can yeah, definitely he is. He, see that. He, he's a guest host that. on our show, yeah. uh, you mm-hmm. know, a few times a year, and uh, yeah. so I respect his. A few his times lately, concept. a lot. Anyway, uh, leftovers. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had a leftover. I had a leftover muffaletta today. Been eating a lot of leftovers lately. Yeah, you have. Tell me more. Well, remember when I took the um, I took the croak. Was it? When's that Michael? That Michael Singer there. What's his name? The croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. I took okay. the croque monsieur and I, it was kind of big because we only had like a bite or two of it at Justine, which by the way is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to out us like this on the air, Tom, because you're Mr. Gourmet. But the sad truth is we're also people. So, um, people. People who like snowflakes. What does that mean? Wait, that, anyway, that, that's not right. I got one that just never knows. Anyway, um, I had two poached eggs mm-hmm. left over from the pepper mill. Mm. And I had a croque monsieur yeah. left over from Justine. Mm-hmm. And so Tom, who is now expecting omelets every day, I decided, okay, I'm going to get rid of this leftover business. And I split the croque monsieur and I put the poached eggs on one half of the croque monsieur. And you raved about it because it was really good. They had the I, really. I love them. The, They're good. The Gruyere cheese was really, really good. It was very tart, I guess. Is that what you would call it? Sharp. It was sharp. Sharp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was really nice sharp. Nice cheese that it has really a little. great flavor. <laughs> and then, um, and they had good bread. I'm sure it was Belgard. And um, and the poached egg. And By the way. You raved about that. Have you heard that the, the Belgrave. Uh, a bakery is about Belgravia is where we Belgravy. stayed at in London at the Goring. That was Belgravia. This is oh, Belgard, really? the bread. Oh. Yes, Belgard. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what I'm saying is that the the Belgard they're they're putting in a, a the bakery is in, it's in, opening Saturday. Yeah, that's what I why I brought it. It's up. opening Saturday. It was supposed to open last Saturday, but now it's opening this Saturday. Yeah. That is wonderful. It is manna from heaven. Beautiful, Belgard. beautiful, freshly baked. Uh, Heirloom <laughs> wheat. Chewy, chewy, though, Tom. Way yeah. too chewy for you. Yeah, you think so? You're probably right, actually. Yeah, you say that sort of pulls your teeth out. But I love it to be uh, that kind of I, – I love that that texture that consistency in the crumb, I guess is what you call it, right? Mm-hmm. The inner the inner part of a bread is what you call a crumb. Yeah. yeah. The crumb to me, to me, on Belgard cannot be beat. It is nonpareil. Hmm. Nonpareil. Yes. Boy, there now there's a word we don't Wait, hear what? Much. What Doug? <laughs> yes, it is a retail location. I think it's 8,300 Apple. Yeah, it is the best to me, to my mm-hmm. taste. Um, I would say it's right up there with tartine sourdough. Those those two, to me, are the absolute pinnacle of bread world. Well, I wouldn't say that my own self, but I can see where you're coming from, and I know a few other friends who are equally uh, enthusiastic about. Uh, I love I love to put a, a piece of Belgard. You can get Belgard now at Rouse and uh, Aquista Pace over here. If you see, there's just like a little basket with the breads in there, 
Um, and I don't know who else has it, but I know Equistapace has it and, and Rouse's all over. But uh, now you don't have to go to the store. You can get it right from the source. But I love their baguettes, and I, I like to put them in the toaster and have them come out just a little brown around the edges, and the crumb is now, you know, um, a little bit toasty. Then put butter on it and just eat it like it's manna from heaven. It is. It really is. That is good mm-hmm. stuff in my book. It even it's, it's it, it even looks good. It's it's pretty. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah, it smells I mean, it's beautiful. the aroma. But but you know beyond that, what's so good about it is he. First of all, he is obsessed. I mean, this is a man with a mission. He is now internationally known for this mission mm-hmm. to bring heirloom wheat breads and i want to get him i want to get him on the show for sure he's going to come on after they like a week or two after after they're open but i want to ask him about this because first of all he mills he buys this wheat from it's a different kind of wheat it's from various places he has farmers that are doing it for him and then he gets it in and then he stone mills it himself but but semolina flour. Wait, is it Durham wheat semolina? Is that what it is? Durham wheat. Dur- Durham. Uh, is, is is it Durham wheat semolina or is it Durham no, it's, wheat it's, and semolina it's big something and else? heavy. Okay, and so, that's what he uses. Yeah. And he said, and, then, it, and apparently, you know, Durham wheat semolina is. For our country I, I could, people, you sure don't know a lot about wheat, do you? <laughs> Durham. We're not country people, Doug. We hey. just live in the country. Tell us. Okay. Durham wheat is Durham wheat. It is Durham wheat, and that's it. Just okay. like there We're... are Durham hogs. Okay. okay. And that's okay. it. Okay? All right. Now, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Let me explain something to you here. Uh, I don't, you know, I hate to ruin your world, but... Uh, uh, the wheat you're talking about is wheat that has not gone through the big wheat people who sell wheat to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Heirloom yeah. is what we're talking about. Right. And That's it's right. very expensive. Yes. It's expensive to grow because uh-huh. you can't grow heirloom without, uh, oh, just a whole heck of a lot of work. It uh-huh. is just a lot of of work yeah. as heirloom anything is. Mm-hmm. So expect to it. pay a bunch of bucks for this stuff. Okay, yeah. then you know and what? It tastes like too. a million bucks. It's divine. This bread is divine. But the, what I was getting at is, you know, Italian people eat pasta every day. But that's semolina. That's a whole other different okay. okay, but, but I, think, I think the difference, and I'm going to ask him this when we talk to him, the difference is the the processing of all of the food that we eat and you know it's the difference between the the gluten content of semolina and and durum wheat is the the gluten is different in both Uh of those so you're going to get a different uh delivery in one a different delivery in the other that's just Uh the way it works okay okay well this is well then doug will have to make sure that we talk to him on a day that you are on the board, because he is, you you all can talk together. Oh, getting all the wheat guys together here, boy, that's like fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. If you go to his website, you will see how passionate he is and where he's getting his stuff. And it's 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 
it's a religion to him. It really is. And I think it's good. I think that more people should be getting into this kind of thing. And uh, excuse me, but screw the big product, uh, the big food producer manufacturers who are messing up our food. Anyway, well, that's my big you, sure political was. statement for the day. Two six zero six three six eight. Actually, there's plenty more that you never hear. But anyway, uh, so leftovers. Back to leftovers. We we, I, we got off on Belgard bread, but um, so I gave Tom, I gave Tom the poached eggs that were left over, and I put those on top of the half a croque monsieur, and then I I made him the next day. There was still half a croque monsieur. So I actually had to do a little work, and I fried an egg and put it on top of that one. But um, leftovers, I find, um, well, I love leftovers. Tom does not like leftovers. But I find that where, I am. Where, where, where do you get You've been ideas telling me that for 30 like... years, Tom. But, um, <laughs> but I've, I find that what I'm doing now is, is I'm, re, I'm repurposing leftovers and i'm wondering if anyone else does that like you take the leftover and you eat and it again no, no no and and you you put it with some other leftover or something new and then it becomes a leftover hybrid or i mean i don't mind cuz i eat leftovers by themselves i mean that's i'd actually prefer that here's but, here's the thing about that now that uh, you're talking about leftovers things that have been refrigerator cooked Sometimes taste a whole heck of a lot better than yeah, the first time true. you had the first time you ran across them. Let's put it that way. Now, what would that be, Doug? Because Tom is not red beans. Agree. I like red beans the second day or the third day, as a matter of fact, rather that they've been that after they've been cooked, rather than right then. Because here's my question, Doug: Have you ever had Porter and Luke's red beans? Uh, yes, I have. As a matter mm. of fact, and I've taken it home, and it's much better the third day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Porter and Luke's red beans, the third day. Let me launch into a Porter and Luke spot because we have them to do. Porter and Luke has excellent red beans that are served. Did you get it with a ham shank, Doug? Uh, no, you go? no, I did no. not. Mm. No. Did you get it with the sausage? I get it with the sausage because that's yeah, the my preference. Yeah, the sausage looks good, too. That looks good, too. It's a gigantic link of sausage. Anyway, Porter and Luke has great red beans. They have good fried chicken. They have this... Uh, this eggplant Vincent, which is a hollowed-out eggplant mm. that's panade, well, filled oh. with seafood dressing, oh, you know. and then served with a creamy angel hair pasta. What? Why? What are you saying, Tom? I think that I saw that on one of these sheets of and paper. And if I if I had gotten that at Porter and Luke, I would take it home and <laughs> I would I would take the seafood dressing out and put that with something else, and then I would put something else in with Tom's. Leftovers. I've repur- this is my new thing. I'm repurposing leftovers in different ways. But anyway, Porter and Luke has wonderful, wonderful comfort food. Uh, I get a club sandwich just about every time I go, and I don't eat the whole thing because it's enormous. And so I do take that home as a leftover, but you know what? It never makes it to the refrigerator. No, I eat really? it on the way home. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> because because you know what if you have a if you have a club sandwich that has lettuce or anything that has lettuce on it it kind of wilts so it doesn't really work but anyway Porter and Luke has wonderful club sandwiches they have good hamburgers they have meatballs and spaghetti and they have I'm queuing you Tom what's your well, thing well I I like the, some the, of these Italian dishes oh, I that you were they have say turtle and soup that they turtle keep soup. 
Turtle, I've already said t- uh, turtle soup, uh, and uh, I don't want to overdo it, you know, because people think it. <laughs> but anyway, we we have we have some elements here that uh, whoever is inclined to do so has been making good things with them. Good onion uh, rings. Little chunks of potatoes. Good uh, onion Little pieces rings. of uh, of even mashed potatoes. <coughs> uh, some little oh, green onions. I'm going to talk about mashed potatoes left over. Oh, tell Next. me. When we come back, Uh-oh. I'll talk about mashed potatoes left over. 260-6368. We're talking about leftovers and time warp in our time warp. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.